Uh, well, if you got a Bible, turn with me to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5 is where we're going to be today. We're uh, uh, doing a standalone message today, uh, speaking to um, uh, this reality, really, that God has, has placed on my heart that I, I really want to encourage us with today. Uh, this reality of the call for us as God's people to walk in uh, the freedom that we have in Him. The freedom that we have in Him, just walking through Galatians in my time with the Lord and just really thinking about what to, uh, to go through in um, uh, on this standalone Sunday, man, the Lord brought this, uh, this passage uh, to my uh, heart. Uh, and my encouragement is, I mean, we would take heed of the truth that is uh, being shared here. Uh, the book of Galatians was written, right, Paul wrote uh, uh, this letter to churches in Galatia that were really struggling with uh, an issue uh, that had seeped into the life of the churches, right? This issue of uh, legalism. There were some false teachers going in and preaching that, hey, it's not just, the, you know, you're not just saved by believing in Jesus and what he did on the cross. No, it's Jesus plus following all these different rules. In the context here, following all these different Jewish traditions, right? So that's what actually saved them. And these Galatian Christians were getting tripped up. Uh, and so Paul, man, is looking to encourage them and remind them, hey, listen, no, no, no. What I shared with you, the gospel, that's the true gospel. It's true gospel. And in that word, man, there is freedom, and we can walk in freedom in uh, this day. And so Galatians chapter 5, starting in verse 1, I'm going to read through uh, verse 15, uh, and then share a few uh, uh, points here, and, uh, and then we'll be dismissed today. Uh, Galatians chapter 5, if you're there, let me know that you're there by saying there. The verses are on the screen if you don't have a Bible with you, but this is what uh, the word of the Lord uh, says. It says this, for freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Look, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. I testify again to every man who accepts Circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law. You are severed from Christ, you who would be justified by the law. You've fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. Verse 7, you were running well. What? Hindered you, or who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. But I have confidence in the Lord that you will take no other view. And the one who is troubling you will hear the penalty, whoever he is. But if I, brother, still preach circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been removed. I wish that those who unsettle you or trip you up would emasculate themselves. Verse 13, for you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one Another. As a reminder, hey, we celebrate Christmas not just because of the 
gifts that we received under the tree or not just because of the family we get to spend time with. Man, we celebrate Christmas because the one who came and made a way for us to be able to walk in this freedom that Paul talks about here. And so the call for us in 2023, man, as God's people is to indeed walk in this freedom, walk in this freedom. The truth of the matter is, hey, freedom is here. Freedom is here. And the call for us is to walk in. Why don't we pray together? Lord God, we love you. God, I, I pray over these next few moments, Lord, that you would speak to us. God, I pray, Lord, for those that uh, God may be in here that are enslaved or that because they don't know you. Bible says that we don't know you. We are enslaved to sin. I pray that they will choose, Lord, to find freedom by coming to know you. God, I pray for those who do know you, but uh, seem as though they're in shackles, Lord, uh, change coming into this new year. I pray that they'd realize that they're free. And then choose to walk in that freedom that uh, we have in you, Lord. Teach us, Lord, over these next few moments how it looks like, what it looks like. Not to walk in freedom. Lord, we love you. We thank you. And we ask these things all in your gracious and heavenly name. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Hey, freedom is here. Freedom is here. I just want to walk through right, three quick points on, on how, as God's people, we are to walk in freedom based on what Paul shares here in Galatians chapter 5. As you can tell in reading it, man, they, there's some pretty strong words, man. He was pretty serious. He was pretty serious about what was going on. These false teachers coming in here, man, and disrupting things. He was serious about addressing what was happening there. And so he shares this strong word. But in doing so, man, he encourages the Galatian church, but also encourages us. On what it looks like to walk in freedom. Hey, can I be honest with you? Those of you in here who know Jesus, hey, you don't have to be a slave, man, to fear and anxiety. Yeah, fear is going to come. Anxiety is going to come, but you don't have to let it control your life in Jesus. Hey, you don't, you, those of us in here who know Christ, hey, you don't have to be a slave, man, to feeling like you don't measure up, that you're not good enough. Be a slave to the old uh, comparison game. And in Jesus, you can know that you're enough and you can walk in that today. And so the call for us in 2023 is, hey, not to make excuses, right, to en- enslave ourselves again, but in Christ to walk in this freedom. How do we do that? How do we do that? Just real quick. Man, three ways that Paul highlights here on how we walk in freedom. The first way is this. Hey, we walk in freedom, right, by, by recalling the fact that we are free. We walk in freedom by recalling the fact that we are Free. In order to walk in freedom in 2023, we've got to, man, bring back to mind the fact that we're free in him. Paul talks about that in verse one. That's his first statement. He says, for freedom, Christ has set us free. He's, he's finishing up a thought at the end of chapter four where he, he uses an allegory to describe, right, those who are saved versus those who aren't. Right. And he goes into chapter five by finishing up that thought and saying, hey, listen, guys, remember, Jesus has set you free. You're free. You don't have to go back to living enslaved to having to follow a bunch of rules, man. Follow a bunch of commandments that you'll never measure up to at the end of the day. Praise the Lord. We are free. And for us, hey, in Christ, we've got to recall, man, the fact that we are free. We're free. How do we do that? Hey, we've got to remember the one who set us free. So point one, we've got to remember the one who set us free. It's 
for freedom. Christ himself has set us free. That's why we celebrate Christmas, amen? Hey, we celebrate the one who came to set the captives free. Hey, let me go ahead and say it. Listen, Jesus didn't come just to make, man, bad people good. He came to, hey, make slaves free. Bible says that we were enslaved to our sin and bondage, man, until Jesus came. At the right time, Christ came, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those, man, who were under the law, man. Hey, Jesus himself has set us free. We've got to remember the one who set us free. Hey, Jesus didn't come just to make your life better. Although, hey, there's abundant life in him, John 10, 10 says. Hey, D- Jesus didn't come just to solve all your problems. Although, man, he's able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ever ask or think. Man, listen, he came to free us. And those in here who know Christ, man, you are free. Free. Because of the finished work of Jesus. Man, he came, lived the perfect life we couldn't live. Died the death that we should have died. Paid that punishment on that cross. Man, shed his blood. Died, was put in a tomb, but didn't stay there. Hello. He rose from the grave, man. And in doing so, defeated, man, broke the power of sin, death, and the grave. And for that, we are free. We've got to remember the one who set us free. John 8, 36. So if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. Hey, even though you may not feel like it, hey, your position is free in Jesus. Hey, hey, even though your mind might not be telling you that you're free, man, hey, listen, your position in Christ is that you're free. You've got to remember, hey, the one who freed you. Man, like that old hymn, Brother Ed, hey, would you be free from the burden of your sin? Hey, there is power in his blood, power in his blood, and in his blood we have been free. We've got to remember the person that has set us free. But secondly, hey, listen, we've got to remember the purpose of our freedom. Remember, that's what Paul says, hey, it's for freedom that you've been set free. What he's saying is this, hey, Jesus set you free to walk in freedom. Seems pretty simple to think about, but man, we struggle with that a lot of times. Hey, let me, put, let me put it in perspective here. Brother Ben, you know, I remember my senior year playing soccer, senior year of high school, playing soccer. And uh, excited, man. We have the exhibition games. We play first game of the season. You know, get to running, boom, pop my hip flexor muscle. Out a month. And so you talk about being humble, Brother Cam. Go from starting, you know, playing to, to shagging balls, right? Shagging, you know, and, and being the ball boy, man, carrying the bag, bags around and stuff. But I remember when I finally got healthy, and was ready to play. And the coach, man, asked, hey, all right, Walsh, you're in, man. Get ready to play. How foolish would it have been if I said, nah, coach, I'm good, man. I'm, hey, I'm good to just sit here and chill on the bench, man. I've been warming it up long enough since I've been out. I'm cool to just sit back on this bench. Wouldn't have made no sense. Because here's the thing, Brother Jeff. I didn't play on the team just to simply sit on the bench. Some folks enjoy sitting on the bench. I don't. I want to play. Put me in the game. I, hey, I, I joined the team, right, to be able to play. And I was going to play whatever my opportunity came. And in the same way, hey, listen, man, hey, those of us in Christ, man, we have been free. Not just to simply, man, put the chains of our struggles back on us. But we've been freed up, hey, man, to walk in freedom. That's the purpose, reason why we've been freed. And so the call for us is to walk in that freedom. Romans 6, man, hey, freed from sin to live from for him. And so for us, the call is, hey, we've been freed from sin, so don't be like that old proverb says, as one like a, that's like a dog returning to its vomit, man, continuing to go back to that central. That you know, man, hey, it may be pleasing for just a second, but it leaves you empty, leaves you broken up. 
leaves you in a mess. Man, don't be like that person in 2023. You don't have to. You're free. Hey, don't be like that person, man, that, that, that lives in a constant state of, man, hey, fear, anxiety, struggle. Right? Knowing that, man, God, he runs it all. He's in control. Man, choose to walk in this freedom. Man, we've been freed. Been freed in him, man. And so the call for us is to recall the fact we've been free. Man, I know it's an easy, easy concept whenever we say it. You know, it's, it's simple. But I know it's a tough thing because, man, I struggle with it myself. Always struggling, man. Hey, with the comparison game, Brother Greg, man, hey, man, look at that young preacher over there. Man, oh, man, he's got more people than I do. Man, hey, man, hey, he's, he's dressing fresher than I do. You know, something silly like that. Even when I say it out loud, it's silly. But it's the reality. Man, hey, we don't have to be enslaved to that, man. We've got to recall the fact that we've been free. Secondly, moving, moving through it quickly. Right? How do we walk in freedom in 2023? Hey, we walk in freedom by choosing to resist that which threatens our freedom. Hey, we walk in freedom in 2023 by resisting that which threatens our freedom. Verses 2 through 12 highlights that. Paul, man, hey, he's, he is being real and honest. Listen, man, hey, if you accept this false teaching that in this context, hey, you know, faith in Jesus plus, right, to going through this ritual act of circumcision saves you, right, then at the end of the day, what you're doing is just simply reverting back to the law. It's one, or the, it's one way or the other. It's one way or the other. It's either, man, hey, you're saved by grace through faith or you're saved by, hey, keeping the works of the law. It's one way or the other. And so what we've got to do is resist, man, that which threatens the freedom that we can walk in and experience in Christ. The reality is their position was secure, right? Those who knew Jesus, their position was secure. But what was being threatened was, man, hey, their praxis, man, their ability, hey, to experience, man, the blessing that comes with walking in this freedom that they have. And so for us, hey, if we want to walk in freedom in 2023, we've got to resist that which threatens our freedom. I, I got a chance to go back home uh, during Christmas time. And um, one of the first places I got to go to eat was a uh, uh, place you all know, you know, good and well. And I've talked about it some before. It's not the place that you're thinking about being from Texas. But got to go to uh, In-N-Out uh, Burger. You know, we got some Cali folks in the house. Uh, and, and here's the thing, you know, West Coast folks, here's the thing, man. Um, you know, for a long time, it, in and out, they, it came to the Dallas area uh, when I was in college and went there once. And I thought it was pretty good, you know, but for a long time, I didn't really eat there because in my mind, Brother Josh, I saw it as a threat to my place. Waterburger. <laughs> I was taught, man, hey, listen, I, you know, if, if I go to, to eat at, you know, in and out Man, I am doing a disservice, man, and, and really, you know, cheating on, you know, a Whataburger. So for a long time, I didn't eat at In-N-Out. And what happened was, I mean, man, I just, I was missing out on the opportunity to enjoy some good food. Because at the end of the day, right, as silly as it seems, I really thought that, man, hey, I was doing a disservice, man, leaving, you know, leaving Whataburger to go eat at In-N-Out. But truth of the matter is, I could have both and enjoy both. I can still love Whataburger, better than In-N-Out, by the way. I can still love Whataburger and enjoy eating that In-N-Out. And it's all good. It's all good. But here's the thing, Brother Ed, I believe in the lie that, you know, my friends taught, the lie that I came up in my mind, right, that I couldn't eat that In-N-Out. And at the end of the day, what happened was that didn't enhance my love for Whataburger by any means. 
All it really did was, man, make me miss out on the opportunity to enjoy some, a good burger. That's fresh. Enjoy, you know, fries enjoy really good service. It, I missed out on that opportunity to enjoy that. Hey, listen, in the same way, don't miss the picture. That was what was happening to these legions. That's what happens to us. Man, whenever we get caught up, man, and listening to false teaching, listening to stuff that threatens, right, this freedom that we have in Christ. We're not enhancing, right, our love for Jesus by believing in these things that aren't of him. All we're doing is missing out on the reality of, of, of the uh, blessing of the freedom that we have in him. The blessing of man being free to man to, to, to walk, hey, guilt free because we know that our sins have been forgiven. We miss out on the blessing of, hey, communion and, and true authentic fellowship with him. We miss out on that. In this context, hey, if we choose to be folks that revert to legalism, right, and doing all these right things to make us right, you know, with God or make us closer to God, what instead happens is we find ourselves, man, destitute, broken up. I love what Tony Marita says about the doctrine of grace here. It says, the virtue of a justified believer is faith, hope, and love. Whereas works-based righteousness leads ultimately to fear, bondage, and despair. And so we've got to be folks that resist that which threatens us. What that looks like is resisting false teaching. Right? Resisting false teaching, man. He says, beware, man, of this leaven. Hey, little leaven, man, ruins the whole dough at the end of the day. We've got to resist, man, hey, this false teaching that may seep in, creep into our life. And by the way, Listen, what that means is not us choosing to be people that look for a false teacher under every rock. Y'all know those people? They think they're the, they're the Gestapo or they're the police, you know, of, of false teaching. You know, they, hey, they share all these articles, all, you know, you know, a little quick sound bite, you know, about a person. Hey, hey, listen, man, that person. They indeed could be a false teacher, but at the end of the day, man, hey, that, that's not what Paul is saying here. What he's encouraging, what he is encouraging us to do, and what we've got to understand is this. Hey, we resist false teaching, right, by knowing the truth well enough to where we can see when false teaching comes up. It's like those folks that test for a counterfeit dollar. Right, in order to spot a counterfeit dollar, man, those folks, hey, they study the real thing well enough that when it comes up, they're able to spot it. In the same way, hey, we've got to be folks that resist false teaching. Just false teaching. I don't know if I wanted to bring this up, but I'll go ahead and bring it up anyway, then move on. I'm, I'm, I'm already rolling, Brother Chris. Might as well. Hey, speaking of this, you know, the one big buzz word or buzz phrase that we see in, in today's culture is that of deconstruction, right? Uh, folks deconstructing their faith, you know, maybe folks came up from, a, you know, a cultic-like, you know, upbringing, and what they're doing is walking through and deconstructing their faith. Well, well let me encourage you, if, if that's you, can, can I warn you? Can I warn you of this fact? Man, be careful. Any kind of deconstruction which causes you, ultimately, at the end of the day, to reject biblical doctrines that are essential to our faith, hey, such as repentance of sin, Exclusivity of Christ, Jesus being the only way to heaven. 
Biblical sexuality. One man, one woman for one lifetime. The heaven and hell, the fact that those places are real. Or the authority of Scripture. Hey, if, if this deconstruction leads you to live a life that's fur, that, that leads you away from those different doctrines, hey, at the end of the day, what's happening is you're ultimately moving further away from the Lord, not closer to Him. And so be careful. Careful. Hey, those ancient words in the Scripture, man, are still true. So choose to follow those things. Man, know the word, love the word. Then doing so, you'll be able to resist false teaching. We must resist false teaching, but also, hey, we must resist faulty traditions. Faulty traditions. That's what these Judaizers were preaching. Hey, these traditions, man, following these old Jewish rituals. Well, we know in Scripture that's not true, right? Paul himself even says just a couple of chapters earlier, hey, the law at the end of the day, the purpose of the law was to be a tutor to show us that we needed Jesus. Hey, following, hey, these these uh, certain uh, laws, man, don't make you right with God. The law, man, shows that you need a Savior. Right? And so these Judaizers were coming in preaching, man, these, hey, you got to follow these traditions. you got to do these things the Jewish way. Man, that really makes you right with God. It's not true. Not true. And by the way, it's not just in this context, man. We see it here. We see it today. Man, hey, there's many of believers, man, that have that hold on to certain traditions, right, that think that ultimately that make them right with God. When in reality, no. You're made right with God through Christ. Through Christ. And so the call for us is, man, hey, to resist these faulty traditions. If your certain convictions about certain traditions, right, prohibit you from being able to worship the God of the universe, man, hey, then, then you're in a mess. In a mess. You're worshiping tradition rather than worshiping, hey, the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus. And so the call for us and is to resist these false traditions. Don't hear me say that, hey, all traditions are wrong. We all just, hey, you know, hey, there's, there's great traditions throughout the history of, man, our, our faith, man, that are key and important. Don't hear me say that they're wrong. But understand that we don't, at the end of the day, worship those traditions, man. We worship Christ. Worship Christ. So Jesus says in Mark 7, 6 through 8, And he said to them, Well, did Isaiah prophesy... Of you hypocrites, as it is written, this people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. You leave the commandment of God and hold to the tradition of man. Hey, friends, don't worship traditions. Resist faulty traditions, man, that you may want to worship and choose rather to worship the way, the truth, and the life. Choose to worship him. And then thirdly and lastly, hey, how do we walk in freedom in 2023? We've got to recall the fact that we've been free. Hey, we've got to resist that which threatens our freedom. And then thirdly and lastly, hey, we've got to revere the Lord. We've got to revere the Lord. Verse 13 through 15, Paul says, hey, you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve one another. Serve one another. Man, he's speaking to revering the Lord. Man, we have been called to freedom. Those of us who are freed in Christ, man, hey, we've been called to freedom. That's us in here. It's us in here. And by the way, hey, this freedom that we're talking about, right, it's not just for the elite. It's not just for, hey, the, the good person. Man, it's for all, anybody. For all who come, man, to, to, to repent and trust in Christ. It's for you. And so you can experience this freedom today, man. But, hey, we walk in freedom in 2023 by choosing to be folks that revere the Lord, man. 
what Paul says here, man, to honor him, right, to respect him, to adore him. As we've talked about, man, seeing God is more than just, man, our side piece to the object of our worship, that out of that we're worshiping, or seeing God as just a piece of our life. It's, it's seeing him as the whole thing, as the center. He's the one that leads. He's the one that rules and reigns. That's what revering the Lord looks like. Man, we must choose to revere the Lord. And how we do that, sub-point A is this, we die to ourselves. Paul highlights that here. Hey, you were called to freedom. Don't use your freedom as an opportunity for uh, the flesh. Man, what he's saying here is this. Hey, don't fall victim to, man, just saying, hey, because you've been freed in Christ, hey, you can live however you want, i.e. liberalism. Right? Hey, just because, man, you've been made right with God doesn't mean that we can live however we want because, hey, grace abounds. No, it doesn't mean that. Man, it it means that, hey, Jesus is the one that rules our life now. And so we want to honor him. But in order to do that, because we got this old flesh, we've got to die to ourselves every single day. Die to ourselves. If you want to be the parent, man, that raises their kids in the way of the Lord, man. Listen, you, you've got to die to yourself every single day. And God's got to be all up in that. Because, you know, I, I mean, you know how those kids get under your skin? They, 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 come on, Brother Jacob. Hey, you need the help of the Lord. Hey, if, if you want to be, man, that, that person, man, that love, hey, that is all in for evangelism and sharing the gospel, man, hey, you, you got to die to yourself. It's not natural to want to share Christ with that person. We've got to choose to die to ourselves. May we have a healthy commitment in the new year to die to ourselves every single day. Because this life is not our own, man. We've been bought with a price, the precious blood of. Christ, as we sang, man, in that last song, the wonderful cross. Hey, love so amazing, love so divine. It what? It demands my life, my soul, my all. It's our whole life, man. We've got to choose to die to ourselves. Don't make an opportunity for the flesh, as Paul says here, but die to yourself. And then lastly, man, how do we revere the Lord? Hey, we choose to love our neighbor. It's interesting. Paul says here, man, hey, don't use this as an opportunity for the flesh, but rather, hey, serve one another. Serve one another. Hey, revering the Lord is man choosing to serve, man, your neighbor. Say, Pastor, who's your neighbor? Anybody around you? Anybody and everybody. I like that, Brother Jacob. Everybody. You got to choose, man, to serve them. You can't say, man, that you love God and don't love your neighbor. And by the way, you can't say that you love your neighbor and not love God. We've got to choose to, man, love our neighbor, love our neighbor. Because we're free, we can do that. We can live a life that is more than just simply tolerating one another. Live a life that's more than just, hey, simply living in this cocoon or this bubble of life, but choose, man, to reach out, man, and to love and serve that person, even though we don't know them well enough. Man, we can choose to get to know them and serve them, invest in them. And the call for us is to... Love our neighbor. I heard a story about a a couple. The husband was off of work a week and he told his wife, you know what? I think I'm going to, uh, you know, uh, fix child's bike. You know, take them out to eat. 
you know, and, and do another uh, item within that time that I've got off. And the wife said, you know what, man, that, that doesn't really sound like a, a week of rest. You're talking about you being off. Right. And what he said in response is, hey, may not be a week of rest, but man, it's exciting to do whenever you love your child. In the same way, hey, listen, man, serving one another, even though it isn't easy, man, hey, it's exciting to do if we love the Lord. And so the call for us is to serve our neighbor. We are free in him. We're free. I'll close with this, and then, hey, and then we're done this morning. Those of you in here who've been Christians for a while, y'all remember the old uh, artist, uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman. Y'all remember him? He's, I mean, one of the goats in Christian music. You know, I remember as a little kid going to VBS, listening to that song, Dive. That was on the radio. Played like every other song back in the day. But he had a song in an album before that that was called Free. And uh, in the song, it spoke to, the way that he sang it was uh, he was speaking in the, uh, uh, essentially like narrating as he was singing. And he was sharing the story. The first couple of verses are sharing the story of a guy that was uh, locked up in, in prison because of a mistake that he made um, and how he was going to be in there for a long time. But man, he had seen the light as we saw, met Christ and how his life uh, had changed. And he understood that he was more free. Even though he was locked up in chains physically, he was more free than many people that are out in the street today. And this is what he said in the psalm and his response whenever he met Jesus. Right. The lyrics go like this. I'm free. I have been forgiven. God's love has taken off my chains and given me these wings. And now I'm free. And the freedom I've been given is something that not even death can take away from me because I am free. Jesus has set me free. Listen, if you're excited that Jesus has set you free in the house this morning, shout amen. Amen. Hey, listen, we are free in him. And hey, the call for us in 2023, man, is to walk in this freedom. Hey, walk in this freedom, man, of knowing the creator of the universe and communing with him. Walk in this freedom, right? Uh, That even though, man, hey, struggle and stress comes our way, we don't have to be enslaved, right, to the feelings that come with that. Even in the midst of, man, the lowest of hell, we could say, hey, Jesus, you are good. You are enough for me. And I'm going to choose to praise you anyway. Even in the mess. Even though I'm tired, hey, I'm going to choose to be in, all in for you. And we can walk in this freedom. For freedom, Christ has set us free. He set us free.